life at the cabin was not always this easy. We are like living. I think we already like are forgetting that like we're living in a very comfortable space. I'm not forgetting. Just talking about when we got here, we didn't have a bathroom. We didn't have a shower. We didn't have electricity until very recently. We basically only had a shelter. Welcome back to the Pack Chat. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're all having a great hump day. Does anyone say that anymore? <laughs> it's so funny you say that. I was thinking of that this morning when I was getting ready. Hump day. I was going to say to our Patreon pack, I was going to say, happy hump day. And then I was like, mm, I don't know if that's a thing that people do anymore. Well, I just said it. <laughs> and that's what happens when you speak before you think in life. <laughs> Classic Jasmine. This week, we're talking everything cabin life. From the absolute highest of highs and the lowest of lows, how it felt getting here. How we got here. The transition into this lifestyle. And let's just say the highs are up here and the lows are beneath the dirt. My metaphors are golden lately. Your metaphors? Need work. They're unique. (laughs) Always supportive. Remember that time I threw a coaster? Because I knew how to like throw coasters. And I broke stuff off the bar all the glass came shattering and crystal is the only one that was like that was so impressive and everyone was like pissed (laughs) yeah that's a funny story i've always been your biggest supporter in that way thanks and if you didn't quite understand that story we were sitting at a bar at a restaurant we used to work at there was coasters coasters like the paper coasters that you you would chuck and we would play a game if we hit the bottle that's what we would drink and I was really good at throwing the coasters because I used to be a magician. So I know how to like throw cards. So a coaster is even easier. She aimed for like one of the wine. We were like 40 feet away, by the way. <laughs> 40 feet. 100%. No, like 20. Table 101. We were at 101? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like 40 feet. She chucked the coaster at one of the wine pitchers. Because I wanted a full bottle. And Just kidding. I don't even drink. The whole thing came flying off the shelf. Like what absolute strength that was in that moment. It's actually just all in the rest. I should show you all one day. <laughs> Let's get into the topic. Okay. We live in a cabin on 15 acres in Nova Scotia on the east coast of Canada. We never planned to move here. We've always wanted to live in the woods in a cabin. We don't know anyone in Nova Scotia. But we've now been here for how many years? This is going to be our third year owning this cabin. Yeah. Owning. Yeah. Not living. We did take off for a winter. Yep. But like six months. I would say like we're on year two personally. But this is technically three year three of having this land, which to me is like I'm very proud to say. Oh, 100%. So to paint you a picture, it is a little cabin, 620 square feet. Completely off the grid. Surrounded by a whole lot of trees. Neighborless. A river, a lake, birds quietness and everything that we've built here it's very quiet however when we showed up here it was spooky our story began in a van that was our first apartment together if you watched the last episode or listened listened, you would know a little bit of our history in the van or if you've been here watching our our channel on youtube that we create videos each week on you'll know that as well however We're going to get more in depth on what it meant to move here, what it felt like. Yeah. So last episode, we left left you all at what brought us home. And now we're home. And now we're home. And you all should listen to that if you haven't. But you can listen out of order. It all makes sense. They're all stories and chapters in our lives. So we bought this cabin blind. For $50,000. Canadian. We could not afford it at the time. We were on the other side of the country. But? Grandma. Joy. Lent us some money. We've paid her back. 
<laughs> and thanks to her for that because it gave us the opportunity to, to start. Start. So fifty thousand Canadian dollars in Nova Scotia is a pretty reasonable price out here. The East Coast is the last affordable province in Nova Scotia or in Canada. Sorry, not the last. There's probably three that are Newfoundland. Anything out Quebec. in the, Quebec? Anything on the East Coast is Ontario more, and over. You could probably find something affordable. Not excluding Ontario. Ontario is the most expensive no, yeah, place sorry. with BC. Like the Ontario East, you can yes. find something affordable. Yeah. Or if you want to live in like Edmonton. But who wants to live in Edmonton? Unless you're an Oilers fan, then have fun. They have a lot of sun there. It is negative 40. Just telling you. Which is 40 Fahrenheit and Celsius. Fun fact. So the reason we bought this cabin was because even if the cabin wasn't in good condition, 50000 for this land was a good buy. So that's why we were okay with buying it blind. However, thinking about it, if the land was complete marsh, we would never be able to build anything on it, which would be really stupid. So don't do that. It's probably not smart. Have an inspection. Don't take notes from us. However, the biggest risk gives you the biggest rewards. And that was a great time. And here we are. So the reason we bought it is because we saw an aerial shot and it looked like the spots we parked in the van. Bought the, bought the cabin, and as soon as the borders opened to go out east, we drove all the way here across the country. And just, like, looking back, what was your first reaction just turning left onto our road? Overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed by... Even on the road? The overgrowth. Yeah, yeah. I thought the road was perfect. It just this is the road I'd want to live on. Narrow. It seemed right, but it was like I was very overwhelmed walking into it. Yeah, so our road is unserviced, unmaintained. The bridge was ourselves. like falling apart the when we got here. The bridge is when things, the heart started to drop. And our van is massive. I was like, are we really going to make it? And they were, the people working on the bridge, which is just two neighbors, were so sure we are going to make it at the time. Now we've become friends with them. And they said, honestly, we didn't know. <laughs> we were risking it. Imagine. <laughs> I know. But then we got to the driveway. Crystal hit our sway bar because she thinks she is a professional driver. I can get down anything. Smashed the sway bar and we couldn't get down to the driveway. It was muddy. It was overgrown with ticks. It was just, we were walking into so much work when we got here and we were very unqualified or prepared. And, and that naive. was the best part, I think, because... Well, one of our, we got to work essentially right away. We started like picking away at clearing off the porch, clearing the land, kind of walking around inside the cabin, taking a look at the bones and the structure, deciding if we were going to keep it. Cause we genuinely didn't know if we were going to have to burn it down or knock it down or take it away. Burn it down. You're so rural. <laughs> <laughs> I have become quite rural. You know, a lot has changed since we've moved out here. <laughs> You know, when you have like um, backyard burns. Well, they exist out here. And it's like, it's like a hobby. It's like, you know, when you're having a burn on a Friday night. You enjoy it. Like yeah. I enjoy burns. I love them. Me too. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. And they're also good. They're good to do. You have to also do them out here because no one's doing it for you. Right. So right. you're responsible to do it. But yeah, our first, we got right into it as soon as we got here and we knew we were going to tackle this head on and do all of it. Our first project. It's clearing the land. Yeah. And clearing saws we both had clearing saws Couldn't that day start them. we didn't know how to start them and we I was like that I think that was like the first time I experienced that like whoa this is gonna be hard I have no idea what I'm doing and then we did it and that feeling of achieving that you know trying something not knowing how it's gonna go we might fail we might not do it very well just going for it and then just like 
you know, we do that every week, essentially here at the cabin where we're like doing something new mm-hmm. and that feeling, how do you describe that feeling? Where adrenaline? You're like, it's so good. It's so good. It's, it's so adrenaline. Good. Yeah. It like lights your soul on fire and you just want to do more and more and more. And it's addicting. That first project gave us the confidence to essentially do everything we did afterwards here. I also think building the van gave us a lot of confidence too. However, like reflecting if I know what I know now when it takes to build a house I well actually season one I was telling Crystal we need to start trenching we need to start like laying our water lines laying our electrical lines just having piggy tails out of the ground and Crystal wanted no part of it she's like I don't know what we're doing yet I was like well okay it's a good thing we didn't though because we actually had no idea imagine when we put our solar on the roof no we weren't going to do that we were going to do that oh yeah we you might not remember that. that Okay. Our plans changed a lot because we didn't have a plan. We also, yeah, there's like not much in a van. You can like YouTube, like how to do this. There's like a step-by-step process of like how to do it in a cabin. I don't think I've seen anyone. Everyone's lifestyle and version of cabin life is, is so different. different. Like we're a van, you kind of sit into a category. You're like, I need 200 to 800 yes, amps or, or this to this. Or, or I'm a, more focused on aesthetic or I'm more focused on function. Whereas like cabin life, we were inspired by so many people. Like for example, Sean James in Ontario, another yes. Canadian YouTuber who builds is- everything with no tools, with their own hands. With their own trees. Logs, like, yeah, mills the wood. Like, we're talking, like, Lincoln Log Cabin. Love Lincoln Log. It is so cool. Lincoln Log's the best children's toy in the world. I think I'm going to buy one for myself. Okay. (laughs) Just in case they don't know what you're talking about. You build your own houses. Anyways, he makes those logs, which I think is incredible. And so we found our own version of that, our own version of cabin life. That's suitable for us, Mm -hmm. because, to be honest, we don't have the trees out here to build a log cabin no I mean our log cabin would be a stick cabin we could have brought them in but we I mean we had a cabin but uh, we found our way we found our own method of cabin life yeah and and what is suitable for us which I think is really good I think the idea though is is with the cabin is just plan planning is a good thing to do when you're building a house and I think we realized that once we started moving inside because for instance, when you're running your wires, you need to know where all your outlets are going to go. You also need to know where your kitchen's going to be, where your couch is going to be, where your windows are going to be, because you can't put outlets on there. I or, didn't understand how important planning was when, like, ha- like house building, like you said. Is house building is... It's entirely planning. And if I were to go back and if anyone's going to build a cabin, you obviously don't need... You're, you're not Like, say you're building a simple cabin like we are, but just learn how to build a house. I think that's like, go how to build a house like all the steps because that will really help someone do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. land management I think was the most important thing out here though so I think we nailed cabin season one because we were just living in an excavator which was so fun to learn and operate I can't believe we've learned how to operate an excavator (laughs) asked little Jasmine if she was going to be driving an excavator I didn't even know what an excavator was full disclosure had no idea what that machine was and then it came down our driveway got a lesson by our neighbor Ian Narcissistic. And, and became obsessed with excavating. Yeah, it's amazing. And machines. It's the best feeling actually to be in there. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite part about the cabin and like the lifestyle here? The lifestyle for me is having the space to paint your own reality. You know, like we're building our garden beds, we're cultivating the land, making it exactly what we want it to be and putting it to use. And I don't know, like, it, I think the best feeling is, is like that homesteading feeling, that feeling where you're like, you're building a home that you can see yourself at for many years to come. And it provides you with so 
much. You give so you put so much into it and it gives so much back. It's like such a good feeling. It's a two-way street out here, eh? It really is a Except good Except for our poor tomato plants last year. Yeah. They needed help. Yeah, we're just about to get into planting and... We're working on the green thumbs. Yes, we are. Crystal's been taking a gardening course all winter, which has been super cool. Learning yeah. a lot of things. Fingers crossed that we harvest a lot more this year. I mean, last year we were like really focused on building the beds and the greenhouse. Now we're like this year, I think... We're going to have a lot more, we're, uh, we're more ahead this year. Well, we also prepared. stayed all, all year. Yes. So we, we are here to start planting. Yeah. Last year we needed other things and to do other things like trenching took priority than gardening, right? Yeah. We didn't have power. So like you're going to plant all this food, but then what are you going to do with it after? I mean, you can give it to people, but everyone's planting their own gardens out here. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, yo, my tomatoes taste way better than your tomatoes. <laughs> I'll be like, just add a bunch of salt to my tomatoes and then you'll be happy. But they all have amazing green thumbs. What is cabin life to you? Cabin Life to me is exactly what I dreamed of, to be honest. Like as a kid, I would always build little forts in the backyard, like in trees and whatnot. And I would just sit there for hours in my little fort. And I feel like I can just sit here for hours in my little cabin and like tend to things. I was always like a busy child, whether that was like, who knows what it would, I'd be doing, building something of some sort. And I feel like it's just like a big kid playground for me to build yeah, things. I like that you say that. It's It feels so, I don't know if this is the word, but it feels so primitive in a way. Like I know there's much more of course. authentic ways to be living in the woods and building cabins and everything. Yeah. But I feel like being out here and like being a part of the process, like understanding where the power and the water and like how your much food using. is coming from, chopping your own firewood, making your kindling, like, you know, we talked a little bit about what it means to chop your own firewood and how you actually get testosterone from chopping and yes. how it's like one of the only last like primitive things that humans like a lot of humans do. Right. Yeah. Because everyone has like a campfire here and there. Right. It's so. incredibly good for your body and your mind. Yeah. And I feel like just sorry, sidetrack for a second. But when you're a kid, you're at your most wild, natural state in life before you learn everything else. And I feel like this is like my inner child is coming out totally here. I feel like I used that. to do that as a kid. Right. And yeah. now I'm doing it here. Yeah. But in my 29 year old body, it's truly a dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But back on the testosterone, because I find this fascinating. So I struggle with really bad periods, like mood for the first week, just lock me in a closet. If we had doors in our closets, lock me somewhere. Like literally I'm just, I'm not nice. Like I am in pain and then when I'm on my period, I think I get a bit nicer on the period, but I'm irritable before the period. But anyways, I still have like bad cramps. Like I can't walk. I normally take like, even in school, I had to take like two days off, two to three days off a week, like a month. Sorry. Like that's wild. Anyways, I could not go. And one of the things that help reduce period cramps, that's not like modern day medicine is dropping, is, sorry, is increasing your testosterone levels. And that can be done with like lifting weights, certain foods, yada, 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 because your testosterone is so low at that time. And you need that in order to not have cramps. So, or not be in pain, I should say, because it's more than just cramps. Like it's agonizing. Anyways, so chopping wood is something that I started doing in that week. And I feel like it has helped my menstrual cycle. And I'm sure that people who have just chopped some logs, when you 
put the ax down or you like walk away. There's like this like energy going yeah. through your body. It's hard to describe, but it's a more, it's a feeling and yeah. like, it's so real. And I think that just like when you, know, when you go camping and you spend a couple hours in nature and you're outside, the feeling you feel inside, that's kind of what it feels like to be outside working around the cabin. And that I love. That's exactly. what I, that's the feeling that I love so much about being here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause you're just constantly outside tending to things. Anyways, you should all chop some logs soon. Or like even just throwing logs, I feel like. Do you know what I mean? You're picking stuff up, throwing it. Touch a it, tree. Touch a tree. No, but trees stay there. You're not strong enough. They're you still need to, very you need to nice. pump things, you know, for the testosterone. No, I get that. But See I'm, if it works for you because it works for me. And I, I don't think I've had a bad period since. Have I? I feel like I'm pretty good in the pain area. Maybe not the irritability. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's manageable. Chop wood. Have fun. It increases testosterone, which I think is incredible. But that's like how everything is out, out here. Uh, Crystal was saying is it brings you to your more primitive side. Everything, you're kind of working for everything in a way. Like you're, you're yeah. busy. You have stuff to do. Like, honestly, like a lot of the people that live in this province, I, I know, like, I, I just, I can, you see it. People are outside. They're taking care of this. They're fixing that. They're cutting down this. Like, it's just, it's a different life mm-hmm. living rurally. So much of the province lives that way. And we all work together as community out here. It's yeah. Really incredible. Like, but you, we need to hogging. Yeah, hogging. Hogging. We haven't shared much about that before. It's kind of funny. No, we should video it this year, though. It'll be a lot of fun. We just got the email, so. Yeah, we maintain our roads out here ourselves, and so everyone in the community gets together. Is it August or before? It's in August, Mm, yeah. We should do it before. I think it's better at the end of the growing season. Everything's growing the whole summer, and then you take it back, because you can actually see, like, where it's... True. I'm still a city. I think that's why. But what hogging is, okay, so when we first moved here, we had a community meeting. And of course, we took a photo. It was super cute at the end. Um, and it's basically, if you were to see the photo, you'd kind of giggle just because it's like all of our neighbors who are like, you know, they're probably 50. 50 plus. And then there's Jasmine and I. <laughs> and it just looks really funny and it's so cute. But um, that day in the meeting, they were like, okay, who's joining us for hogging on such and such date? So Crystal goes, me. I put my hand up. But what's hogging? <laughs> yeah, we'll be there. But what's hogging? As far as I know what hogging is, it's probably groundhog. something to do with a hog, like a pig. Oh, I was thinking a groundhog, like <laughs> groundhog day. Like is spring or summer going to come or what's going to happen with winter or spring or winter? Hilarious. So yeah, anyways, what it is, they explained to us and we've now done it a few times as you go out with the community everyone brings their chainsaws because everyone saws. has a chainsaw their clearing saws their limb trimmers whatever you have or just your moral support and a beer or your ATV to help bring the tools in and out and everyone gets together and we take back the brush and keep the roads clear from falling trees and etc. Yeah because everyone's using the road and the last thing you want is a tree to fall on your car and you gotta take care of it you it's just, gonna overgrow like this like we've seen it at some point and you just you can't get your car through yeah. on certain roads because yeah. we went pretty far last year remember mm-hmm. like yeah. we went up the we do like, there's like five different roads i say in this little area five four i don't know little amount of roads but we do we obviously do the main road every single year but last year the main road didn't have to get done right because we did it so well yeah so we had to do like all the back roads i call back roads they're all back roads but <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and they were like overgrown. Like the UTV could hardly get down. Yeah. At one point I was like, whoa, but UTVs can get through anything. Anyways, also Nova Scotia's winter is very freeze thaw, freeze thaw. So a lot of trees come down and you have to obviously clear up the 
the trails. I love that part of this mm-hmm. life though. I love that part of being stationary and having that like community. little community that we have. Like the people that we have met here have been so wonderful. Yeah. Like every time I see their faces, I get so happy. I, I love the hogging. Like I love the having to take care of things yourself. Like it gives life for me so much purpose. It gives me so much meaning when I wake up here. I know that there's so much to do each day, especially in the summer, like spring and summer coming like with cabin life, we wake up and we're like, okay, let's go outside and tend to the gardens, water this, sit on the deck, sit on the deck and jump on the trampoline, observe observe the birds. Yeah. You know, go for a swim, like jump in the river, like all those little things. There's just a lot to do. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's fun. Like, I just feel like there's, I have, there's just like never ending things, which is just, and it keeps you moving. Like I feel young when I live here. I feel young when I'm outside. I feel vibrant and like strong and yeah, very strong. I, love I also feel like I'm learning new skills every single day, which is hard to do in life is to learn a new skill every day. Like and I challenge you for one week just to try to learn seven new skills. It's seven. That's seven days a week. Day. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. One a day, just just for one week. Try and see like how it goes. It's hard on your brain. Your brain gets tired sometimes, but obviously rest is the best thing after. But try to learn seven new things because every single day I'm learning something new on how to do something. Like for right now, we're learning about drainage and like how to for our front yard, right? And like or like an eaves trough, like how to properly drain that so it's not draining right by your house. Or like True. all of our gray water, right? Sometimes I forget how much we're actually learning. Yeah, that's and, why I like to watch TV to turn my brain off and watch some trash TV sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, let me just veg out for a second. Everyone watches trash TV, right? I love we trash We should tell TV. the pod. That's so embarrassing. We got a TV. <laughs> oh no, the show. I thought you were going to tell them the show we're watching. No, we, we got a TV. We have to now, but like... No, no, no. We can conceal that forever. I mean, we'll keep them guessing. There's... N- <laughs> okay, I actually... We'll tell you by the end of the episode, the show we watch, but... Just guess in the comments, like what we watched on Netflix. Or tell us your favorite trash TV show. And when I mean trash TV, I mean just like reality TV, like drama, drama, drama. Like, like gives no purpose other than just letting I've you like. I've never liked TV and I've never liked this type of show, but sometimes you just want to like totally veg out and like turn it off. Yeah. Well, every single thing that we're reading or watching is about learning something. So sometimes you just want to chill. Yeah. I wanted to build on what you were saying earlier about learning new things. Mm -hmm. Every time our friends and family or anyone comes out here to visit, the first thing we do is we're like, okay, let's build something. Let's drive the excavator. My mom went in the excavator. So did Tal and Matt. So did your brother. Your brother was moving rocks for us. He was so good. He's a computer guy. (laughs) And he was in an excavator. He excavated the whole area where the dome went. Yeah. And I love watching people come out here and, you know, Talia became an expert fire, uh, wood fired pizza maker that night. Like people come out and they just like get totally into like something out here and like get, we get people outside and they're like doing and trying new things. And I I love watching someone learn how to drive the ATV down the trail. Or Haley drive the dirt bike and crash. (laughs) Haley's my my brother's partner. One thing popped a wheelie over. Yeah. To be honest, the bike is very big. I drove dirt bikes as a kid. So when our friend had a dirt bike that his son couldn't drive, I was like, I'll help it. I'll help you out. I'll take this dirt bike. It was just sitting in the garage. But yeah, it's a pretty big bike. So Haley, I love you, but yeah, you can still drive it next year. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing about cabin life is that because we have a stationary home with places for people to sleep, which we planned on extending so we can have more people have comfortable places to sleep, is that 
you can host, you can have people here, you can make memories. Yeah, I think I love, that's the best yeah. thing in life is memories. and Sharing like, the, this experience with the people you love. Mm-hmm. I also cannot wait one day to be able to share the experience of being off grid with our community online. That is... We've been talking so much about what that would look like and what it would mean. Literally, we always talk about how cabin, like right now we're talking about what cabin life means to us and how it makes us feel. And we're really talking about how we can make all of you feel what we talk about. Yeah. But we can't give too much away. Long-term plan, but we're just thinking and talking a lot about it right now Mm -hmm. because it's so much more significant when you share with others. And when you feel it. And to like meet all of you, I think would be incredible because we've only met a few. I think like though right now you can tell initially from this entire conversation, we love this lifestyle. We're so settled into it. Mm -hmm. It's We're comfortable. We are so happy here. Yeah. When we leave... Which is good to do because it's good to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. But like I can't wait. Can't wait to get home. And I've never felt that feeling. Mm -hmm, Same. I was always like, let's go, 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 go. And now I'm like, I love it. I absolutely love it. It's also just, it's just amazing. Yeah. It's like our ideal place that we'd always want to live where we can host. The only thing is it's a little bit far from family. So they can't just come over for like, I mean, they can just come over for a weekend. It's basically like if you drove up North in Ontario for six hours, but you have to get on a plane. So it's obviously more expensive, but that's a good thing too, you know? Mm -hmm. And honestly though, I feel like we are like, even just like thinking about this year, like I feel like we are having quite a few visitors already this year. And that excites me. I'm super excited. Yeah. Meredith's coming. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was just talking to Aaron and Carly about coming. Friends are coming. Like they want to be here. It's- yeah. I think now that the house is livable for people that like live with modern day luxuries because it was very hard for us to invite people over before because it's like, hey, we don't have a place for you to shower and you have to dig your own hole to go to the bathroom. So yeah, you but- want to come over? And like a lot of people would because it's also like about the hangout. But I just felt like when the people were here, it was like, it was really hard on like us to make sure they were comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm always worried about too. Like, yep. I would dig their hole for them. Like, <laughs> I'll just dig your hole. Like, do you know what I mean? Or, it, But it's still an uncomfortable position when you go to the bathroom in a toilet every day. Okay, wait, backtrack. Life at the cabin was not always this easy. We're like living, I think we already like are forgetting that like we're living in a very comfortable space. I'm not forgetting. Just talking about when we got here, we didn't have a bathroom. We didn't have a shower. We didn't have electricity until very recently. We basically only had a shelter. So cabin se- we did our cabin in seasons. So season one would be land management, building a driveway, learning how to operate excavators, moving a lot of things around. And we were partially living in the van, partially living in the cabin for that point. Yes, laying sod. Trying to get it cleaned up in here. Yeah, because like the couches were filthy with like poo and piss. We were going to the bathroom outside or in our composting toilet in the van. That's hard when you have 10 people here. Like you'd have to clean that thing every night, which is like shit and piss. Do you say shit and piss? Yeah, on the couches. Yeah. Do you remember that orange and brown couch? It was pretty... It was disgusting. You should be clear, like, like probably from like animals. Case. That's oh yeah, not from us. <laughs> no, not from us, but like not from other humans. Like from like Case. from so animals. The people that had this house, they it had just sat here for so long. Yeah, exactly. They didn't use it anymore, right? It was they didn't use it. So when we say abandoned cabin, it doesn't mean that it we have, stole it. It yeah. means that like. People left it neglected for X amount of time. And it very well could have been. It was at the point where had we not taken it on and done what we did within a few years, 
the weeds would have been like growing inside of the house, wrapping around the yeah. house, like everything. It there just would have eventually good. been water damage, which would have led to like collapse yeah. and like these types of things that these happen. They over happen. Time. If you drive anywhere near us, a lot of the houses look like that because they're just gone. Do you yeah, know no mean? one lives there anymore. No. So yeah, it's like what happens. So yeah, I th- I like the like when we first got here. I mean, for for so long though, we were without like all of these amenities, and we like picked away at like you said the cabin outside, season one. the inside. Yeah, and then there's a full playlist on cabin season one as well on our main YouTube channel. Cabin season two is when things got wild. I'd say wild. Like I just remember being like, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa, what's going on? Yeah, we just started. Banging so out projects. That's when we that's when we started to make moves and really the projects got intimidating, I would say. Like we weren't just building a compost bin anymore. We were trenching in the earth, water lines, well drilled. Well drilled was season one, but same thing. Anyways, it didn't really do anything. You just got a well drilled. It doesn't do anything until you actually do something with it. A well being drilled, pumps being put in, water lines, electrical lines going everywhere, sizing a system. We were sizing the system in season one, actually, but it didn't make it until season two. We refer to the cabin project as a puzzle. There's hundreds of pieces to the puzzle. Hundreds? Girl, we're working with a thousand puzzle piece. Pe- I can't speak. A 10,000 puzzle. 100% puzzle piece. You know how you like, get a puzzle? <laughs> a 10,000 puzzle. Do you know what's hilarious is when we should have known how big, there's like a sign from the world, how big this project was going to be when we found a hundred puzzles in our attic. Mm-hmm. It was like telling you, you're going to be putting all this together, but in your own world. It's so true. I just clicked. Anyways, season two was like different buildings that were, that are going to set us up for success on the land. And like some people might think those came out of order, but they just came how they came in the mail. You just do what you do in an, a world where the shipping is wild. And then cabin season three is like, when we got electricity and that's when the ball started to move with like actual things because you really can't do anything without electricity. You can't have running water. You can't have a shower unless you have a generator, which is very hard to pull and doesn't start sometimes. So we started from just this box to like now it's a fully off-grid home that still has a lot of work to do. (laughs) So much work to do. Yeah, but like the modern day luxuries, I'd say we've nailed. We now check all the boxes. We check the boxes. Yeah, so we celebrating time. The boxes, running water, water, heat, heat, shelter, electricity, and shelter, and yeah, greenhouse. We're planting. Yeah, but I mean, like we're we're checking. They're checked. All checked. Finally, after so long, there's more ways to heat your house too, which we're gonna start on. There was such an experience though to get here. Yeah, it was hard sometimes, but also like so funny when you look back. (laughs) That like brings you to the lows, I would say, of cabin life, and how living without all of those things it became our norm so it was like hard to talk about it when it as if it was hard because we are in this power through mindset and we were so dead set on getting to the end until Colin made a video not about us end. remember <laughs> sorry not dead set on getting to the end but dead set on getting to a, the comfortable point that so like there, we weren't so focused on how we were feeling in the moment about everything no because well there's a thing after two weeks it just becomes your like a habit. It becomes normal, right? It, and there's it was. A, there's a thing that I think it's like if you quit smoking after two weeks, it's apparently it's like easier. Does that make sense? Well, I think just like if you do anything, anything that's for what I'm like trying to two say. Weeks, it becomes your yeah. Normal, if you drink like you seven said. cups of water for two weeks, it's going to become more of a habit. Yeah. So living off a generator for two weeks now has become a habit. Going to get water 15 minutes away has now become a habit, right? So all these things have become habits until our friend made a video about us, and I was like, 
is our life really like a struggle like that? Like, do you know what I mean? And I don't know. But now that we're sitting in electricity and we're sitting with running water. You can reflect and now, be like, now shit, they were right. <laughs> now I reflect and I look back and I'm like, wow, that was actually so hard yeah. to like wake up and be like, oh, we're going to film a video, video today. But first we need to go and get gas to fill up our generator. And then we got to charge our charge everything before we can do anything, which meant even showering. Yeah. Everything you thought like so much about basic needs of like just being clean. We had to like yeah. think about 10 million steps, which was cool. I feel like it made us like a little rigid in a way, like a little bit stronger. Rigid. And that's what I love so much about this. That brings me back. So I love so much about cabin life. It makes us stronger, so much stronger, so much more agile, so much more capable to put ourselves in so many more uncomfortable, uncomfortable positions in life and be okay. We all know you're growing when you're feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. Like when we got without light, a doubt, when we got light switches in here, I, we were like, we need to do something. It freaked me out. Yeah. We were like, we, we need to go live in a tent. So we went hot tent camping. Like literally we we're like, we have to go. Like it's too much. It gets more comfortable each week. And I don't, I, yeah, I've just like, as a human being, I've learned so much being here in putting myself in this, these situations all throughout life. Van life was the same. Stepping into that was not exactly easy either. I cried. I bawled my eyes out the yeah. first day. Remember when we were driving away from mm -hmm. the house? Yeah. But I think van life set us up also for the isolation out here. So for three years, we were, we didn't see friends or family. Committing to this lifestyle and committing to being a YouTuber and making videos is isolating. Or just live in a van. You don't have to be a YouTuber. No, I'm saying our experience, but oh, yeah. both of those can be. Mm -hmm. It can be. It's not the same for everyone, but for us, it, it, it was. Yeah. Because yeah, for so long, we were so, so committed and so passionate that we actually didn't see fam family and friends for so long. Like three years until mm -hmm. we came back home. And I think that prepared us for the isolation out here because let's talk about like winter out here. That's, yeah. a, that's a very low, right? Not yeah. every day was low, but one, we're not living with modern day luxuries. We, we got through this winter without electricity or running water, water, like when you just turn a tap on. Or a shower for half of it. We were showering in the greenhouse and on the deck. In the middle of winter. December. <laughs> Thank you, winter, for not coming early this year. We made it through this winter. Like, that is cool. Like, yeah, it was like hardly the basic needs of cleaning yourself, right? But we did it. And then we got to it. And part of that is maybe our fault for not starting the inside reno, maybe in August. But at the same time, like in Canada, you're only given a certain amount of nice weather days until you're not and you need to utilize them to yeah. be a happy human. But the winter is very, the winter is a very lonely time because your neighbors stop coming up because they've shut down their cottage for the season. The days are shorter. The days are shorter and we're not morning people. So if you wake up at 10, your day is over at four. It's dark. It's dark. It's glue. It's gray skies. And you're just a little bit lonely. However, it gets worse. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it gets worse. It just gets worse. Winter, it's like it gets your, worse. Your friends stop coming because everyone hibernates in Canada. It's like a time for rest, which I think is like really cool. But like, I don't want to rest. <laughs> and also like, <laughs> I need modern day luxuries in order to rest. So like we're building a cabin. So it's not like we can't take time off. But then the trades people stop coming and you're just the excavators stop running <laughs> and you're just stuck looking at each other in a cabin 
that's pretty tiny in the middle of nowhere and you <laughs> and you also like you can't just drive to town like you have to make sure nah. the road is clear and then plow the road which is super fun but not when you need to get somewhere quick like if there was a, a vet emergency like when you had to bring Izzy to the emergency like no you need that road cleared like do you know what I mean so yeah there's that which is I really like plowing because it keeps you busy but then there's also I know a lot of people can relate to winter is hard when, I know. Oh, 100% everyone can I think everyone can relate to winter is hard and um it's just a, I don't know why people decided to stop, settle here, but here we are. <laughs> like, that's all I got to say. It's super However, beautiful, incredibly beautiful. Yeah. For a month. And then I'm over it. And then I'm like, I want to be outside doing things, yeah. but like being outside, is just like not as fun as the summer. It's like you're wearing a billion layers. However, Porter like fully convinced us to stay this winter too. I mean, we wanted to, but Porter was like, you have to stay at the cabin in the winter. You have to experience what it's like to be inside with the fire crackling and the snow just outside like a snow globe. That sounds lovely. If we had a YouTube channel that was just ASMR and we didn't speak and you just put a camera on us and we just looked at the fire for an hour. It really was great. It was so great. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. You get cabin fever, which is like, actually real thing but also it's really fun when you have cabin fever like there's when a we, few types of cabin fever though like my like therapist the f- told me there's one that's like actually not so good you can Google which it, happens and it's not a good thing to have but the type of cabin fever we had was like we're looney tunes and bouncing off the walls like you just have to make your own fun like the drywall video i think is a prime example of like just having so much cabin fever like on that side of the yeah. ceiling we like sang our way through the winter yeah became a musical channel <laughs> But I do think that van life, though, prepared us more for all of this because we lived uncomfortable in a van before and then moved in here and it became comfortable because I don't I don't know many people that would live out here in the winter. Like, let's I asked Talia this, like, do you think you could live out here in the winter? And she was like, absolutely not. Do you know what I mean? I don't think many people could. And I think that's what it's getting down to. I couldn't do this with anyone else but you. Oh, thank gosh we have each other. Retweet. But like, yeah, it was, the weird thing is, is it comes in waves. So at one point you're just like, this is great. Like when it's snowing, it's beautiful. There's a few weeks where you're like, this is amazing. This is beautiful. I feel motivated. It's great. Then there's other parts of like, and that's just in general, I think. Yeah. For anything in life. But I just think winter shouldn't exist for so long. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? If it was like three months, I'd be amazing. Yeah. But it's not. It's a long time. And it's so much easier to talk about this now that it's over. Yeah, because we got through it. You're not going through it and you're like, yeah, I'm going to have another wave come tomorrow. Oh, and next winter is going to be a dream. It's going to be what Porter pictured us sitting on our couch looking at the snowfall. Porter... We didn't have a couch. <laughs> oh, guess what, everyone? We're going to have Porter on the podcast. Yes, we can't wait to have we Porter. We haven't asked him yet. <laughs> Porter, will you be on the podcast if you're watching this? If you're listening. I think it'd be really good to introduce you all to Porter and everybody, learn more about Porter because he's an interesting guy. Everybody wants to know Porter a bit more. He's been a huge support for us out here. His dump truck's been an hey. asshole this winter, though. <laughs> <laughs> he got a new one, everyone, so I can't wait to show you it. Yeah. Can't tell you what its name is or the color because... Keep it a surprise. Yeah. Reporter's dump truck coming in. I can't wait. Exciting. I haven't even seen it, but I think experiencing the winter though is going to make us so much more grateful of every second of the spring coming up. I already up. feel like that. 
we're already going for like so many walks a day in sweaters with Crocs. Where when we came back from la- <laughs> like Mexico last year, I was like, this is cold. This is ugly. Why does everyone live in Canada? It's gray. There's slush on the roads and it's just ugly. And yeah. I am seeing the beauty in it. And I yeah. think that's the glory of all the seasons. Experiencing it. Experiencing it, going through it, but also the glory of not living with modern day luxuries. Because every time I turn on that tap, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And for those of you who are experiencing spring right now happy spring it's amazing every time i walk down to the river i look at the water i'm like i want to go swimming like that looks so good yeah where we had to force ourselves to do cold cold dips once you're in there you love the cold plunge but you had to really like you had to really talk 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 to yourself like mind stop being so powerful and smart (laughs) we need to go in this is good for us we're gonna like it after yes so i would say to myself before well and and it and in it that's how I can go for so long I feel like I'm just like thinking about people I love and just going for it longer than I ever can do you know what I mean I'm just like keep going keep going keep breathing you just think of things that make you that have made you strong in life and then you can just stay in there for however long you really want to stay in there but yeah things are just feeling like so great reflecting on the last few years I'm so grateful that the cabin is at the point where it's at right now, but I truly never thought it would look like this or that we would do the things that we did. I definitely didn't think. Our plan for the cabin was to like, just put probably like eight batteries in here, have like a little system. I didn't even know like what we would build. Like we have a hot tub and a sauna. I had no... How did that happen? I didn't think we'd have like a big garden, let alone a greenhouse. Well, I know how that all happened. Same with the greenhouse. It happened because all of you like tuning in, watching and companies seeing our videos and want to be a part of them. That's like, that's how it all happened. That's why we have those things. It's entirely thanks to our community for watching. People were, they taught our comments. Like we learned so much through the comments. We had to rebuild our rainwater, off-grid rainwater collection because of the comments. We did it wrong. Many, many, many things that we've learned through the comments that we've drywall. We literally started drywalling because of our community. Like we didn't want to do it again, oh, but then I got happy doing it. So thank you for believing in thank us. Thank you all so much yeah. for helping us get here and giving us all your knowledge and your tips. It's so amazing what I learned in the comments. It's it's incredible. People are so knowledgeable. Yeah. And sometimes I forget like, so we're building a house, but like it clicked the other day when we were installing our fan va- uh, vent bathroom fan help me and obviously you use ducting and you put it out your house because you need to vent it out and I was talking to the camera explaining what I was doing and I was like do you think people know this like they have fans but did they install their fans and then I was like telling my mom and I was like oh yeah like, you have ducting my mom was also a single mother so she had to do these things sometimes but she knew and I was like yeah this is why everyone's so knowledgeable right it's like a way we can all relate together as well do you know what I mean like we can all relate to your faucet not working or something. Can we all relate to fixing it? No, but we can maybe relate to like it not working. Do you know what I mean? It's like very, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Do you know what I'm trying to say? I don't know what you're saying, but I like the, I like where it's going. Yeah, I just think that like it's, I just think I love making cabin videos because our videos are so different to the normal day of living. Like if you were living in a subdivision, but they're also very similar. They're also very relatable. Relatable. And we can all like relate on it as well. Yeah. Right? Like we can all get in the comments and talk about drywall together. Yeah. Like everyone has drywall in their house. I think like, I don't know. Well, most people like you can talk about that. Right. Yeah. So it's like, 
let's talk about drywall. Yeah. And like, there's so many cool tips we learned in drywall. Like I didn't, I sanded our freaking roof and then we put out a video and they were like, you don't need to sand your roof. You just need to wet a sponge and use your thing. And you don't have to sand in between everything. No. And I, here I am like reading YouTube and people saying you have to do this or Google, you have to do every single thing. And you don't like, and I, I learned that <laughs> it looks great. It's still not done. We still have, well, it's the drywall is done, but now we have something else to do on the roof, which is going to take forever. Mm-hmm. What projects do you like more, inside or outside? Or is that a really I love being outside. This year we are building my dream garden. I have super big My dream garden? My. Our. Of course it's ours. But like, I'm saying like, I've had this dream before you is what I'm trying to say. It's like How long- do you know my little Jasmine? No, I'm saying I personally had this dream of having a garden that was large. You all know what I'm going to be in these episodes. The (laughs) B-I-T-C-H. No, it's it's our dream garden. Not just a videographer. As a child, like I grew up rurally for a few years and my uncle had a property that was like massive garden, like probably like 40 by like 30, like a humongous rectangle where he grew everything. And I just remember I, that was my favorite place. I want that here. We need to be able to experience that together and why don't have we make, that. Why don't we make the front yard that? We don't need to make the front yard that. We already have the garden going over there. Bring all the bees to the yard. We can plant wildflowers over there. Izzy's having a dream. Speaking about dreams. Okay, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Wake this up. is just like a, a story for, we'll, we'll get way more into this one day, but I was just thinking about nightmares and thinking about everything we've done at the cabin and the roof. We should definitely tell a behind the scenes story about the roof because we have to. It was great, but it was also so scary. I was having nightmares for two weeks, like thinking I was falling off the roof, but I would just be falling off my bed or jolting up. Like I, I don't know. Like, are you allowed to watch yourself die in your dreams? Cause like, I'm pretty (laughs) allowed. I came pretty close. Like I think I've seen me dead, like on the roof, like not going to lie. I think there, there's so much to get into specifically like about that but just like behind the scenes in general there's so many experiences there I mean let's think about it like there's seven days in a week we try to share as much as possible but of course there's pieces that are left out and I think there is so much to to be said or like that story specifically on this podcast coming soon and just about other behind the scenes stuff yeah it would definitely be a good behind the scenes and all the behind the scenes let us know what episodes you would like to hear like behind the scenes for or just general questions of behind the scenes because that'd be really cool to talk about as well. I think the ultimate goal with the cabin was to create a place that felt like home, but where we could live sustainably and like fend for ourselves in a way. Intentionally. Intentionally. To live that intentional life out here where we had a little bit of control over these bits and pieces of our life. I think it's become more than that now too. I think it's become more of inspiring others now to do the same. I don't think we really realized what we were doing when we were picking up an excavator or picking up an excavator, <laughs> driving an excavator. We didn't really operating an excavator. Operating it, do like DIYing. Oh yeah, sorry everyone. Operating an excavator. I'm not being rude by the way. I'm just saying. That's we, Porter you're talking to. Porter. Porter's like my brother by the way. We get in little tiffs. I can't <laughs> wait to tell you about them. But. So cute. <laughs> Aw. He's been here for some of the hardest times. He just looks at me and walks away too. He's so big and responsible. <laughs> 
I think you're right though. And I think that I, the thing that makes my heart smile so much is when someone like messages or sends an email or leaves a comment and they're like, you know, you make me feel like I can do this or I'm doing this today because of you, or you're making me get off my couch and do that thing that I've always wanted to do that I, and like, that is such a sick feeling. That's why I love our community because people feel that. And like in turn, all of that energy inspires us to keep going, keep creating, keep sharing, keep inspiring. It's just like, it's so mutual. It's this full circle experience And, and keep showing a different way of living like it's not taught do you know what I mean it's just like you're just so true taught the same thing that everyone like it's so true none of these skills or like these habits that we've now integrated into our life and that we've learned none of that like came from traditional institutions like this was all from or upbringing yeah Right. This is all from like, yeah, self- we didn't grow up knowing these things. We, no, yeah. our parents didn't show us how to do these things. They didn't know how probably either. I think Lori can chop down a tree, fell a tree, sorry. Fell a tree. No. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you think Lori can, can, I mean, <laughs> she's very capable she's woman. She's so capable. She's super capable of doing so many things. But I think what we're trying to say is that by putting ourselves here, we've just learned so many skills that you're not necessarily taught or aware of in the world. And that's why we have the YouTube channel is to one show us doing it ourselves and making mistakes and trying again and getting better and better each time we try it. But also to show that we're like a lesbian couple just doing things too and living a happy life. Yeah, I mean, totally. And that this can be applied to any corner of your life and people yeah people feel that and that is like the goal that's the goal it's the best thing ever like Mm -hmm. it can be so simple it can be so grand it doesn't need to be cabin life it can be anything it can be as simple as hanging a photo in your house right getting a little baby level and making sure it's level yeah you know what I mean or going on a solo hike literally something that just makes you feel like a little bit primitive uncomfortable and uncomfortable yeah bringing back that natural state that I feel like might have been lost yeah as the years have gone on well humans like that's how we used to function was being yeah we used and to I'm run not, on that I'm not saying go catch a boar or anything <laughs> don't do that unless you're good like that guy on YouTube but <laughs> I love watching their videos but just do something that makes you a little bit uncomfortable because you never know where it will take you. Yeah. Well said. You want to end on that today? I do. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy Wednesday. I'll see you later, Pac. Have a great week. Keep chatting to each other. Love y'all.